Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Our Own Thing Podcast, the platform urban fiction authors and readers call home. Quarterback of this thing is your player partner, Sid Green, right? Hey, I want to take this opportunity to send my condolences to DC Young Fly and his kids, also his old lady, you know, side of the fam. We're sending prayers up for you, partner. Let's get into today's episode. Who we got coming through this week? We got a best-selling urban romance author out of Philly who discovered this fervor for writing early in life. She decided to embark on her journey by releasing her debut novel a few years ago. The recognition and accolades are becoming prevalent, and we got her here today to discuss her latest urban fiction romance novel, Playing With Fire. So without further ado, y'all give it up. For Shay, David. Hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Um, actually, this platform is for authors like yourself. You know, uh, giving them an outlet to connect with the community and let them know what's popping. Plus, you know what to be on the lookout for. You feel me? Yeah, no, you got to support the indie world. Like, it's a whole bunch of us out here that a lot of people don't know about. And platforms like this is what push us. So I appreciate it. No doubt. I appreciate you. So I ain't going to hold you, you know, introduce yourself to the viewers. Let them know your story. You know, what you plan to accomplish in this industry and your journey to get to this point. Of course, of course. Hey, everybody. I'm Shay Davis. Also, if you don't know, I'm also Eva Cherie when I'm nasty. That's what I like to say. It's kind of, I, call her my, I call her my my freaky alter ego. Don't get me wrong. Shayna freaky too, but Eva is a little bit more grown and sexy. So those books will be right to the point, spice level, all about that black love. Um, So I'm from Philly, but I live in a DMV. Been writing now. I'm about to hit my three-year author anniversary in July. And I just love writing about dope black love. And so positive black love, like, don't get me wrong, there's some drama and some stuff in there. But I also love writing about positive black love because people are always complaining that they don't see it, even though it's out there. And it's like, if you're complaining about not seeing it, you just ain't looking hard enough. But I'm here to let you know that if you hear this and you don't normally get down with the black love stories because they're too dramatic and, you know, dysfunctional, I got some ones that you'll still enjoy, but still is positive. Um, successful black people, you know, and firing careers and things like that. So that's kind of kind of my lane, right? Grown and sexy, professional, positive black love is what I like to write about. Okay. Oh God. Ain't that wrong with that. Mm-hmm. 
You're aware of, we, we do ask a series of questions, you know, nothing personal, real personal. I'm an open book. I answer everything open and honestly, um, sometimes too much to my <laughs> liking. <laughs> he always like, you had to tell them my business. It's like, well, they asked the question. Um, they asked where the story came from. I had to let them know. So I, you know, go ahead, ask away. I'm an open book. <laughs> okay. Well, the first question is, what does your writing process look like? You know, as far as, you know, what you got to have to to get into your creative flow. So I really just need my brain. Like for the most part, like I don't need a certain ambiance. I don't need quiet. I don't need music in the background. Like sometimes I just go to the library and chill with the library and write for a few hours. Sometimes I go to Starbucks or sometimes I sit in Panera and order a salad and eat. It's, it's all about me. I need to be in a perfect mental space. I don't really think things around me is what control my you know, creativity. It's kind of like where I'm at in my space. It's like, these kids is good. Dinner is good. All right. Forget everybody. I'm about to check out for a few hours and I'm just going to write. You know what I mean? And, and so, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So that's kind of what it looks like to me. Like the process is just like I get an idea and then I just start writing. Sometimes I don't even outline. Like an idea will come to me and sometimes I'm just picking up my phone because my laptop is nowhere around and I'm just writing notes in my notes section of my phone. And then I'll go elaborate later whenever I get to my laptop. Okay. Gotcha. Um, how did writing your first book change your writing process? Um, I actually moved a little faster because, so I'm kind of a freestyle writer. Like I'll write the first half of my book, just no outline. And then when I get to like the middle, I know that I want to hit certain things before it ends. So like I'll outline the whole last half of my book. <laughs> um, And then, so when I first started, I did it that way. And now I try to outline a little bit, give myself a loose outline in the beginning, but I don't ever follow it because these characters... You know, it's a, a feeling. And then sometimes right. you, the feelings that you ha- had when you drafted the outline aren't the feelings that you have while you're typing. You know what I mean? So I like to try to give myself a loose outline, which I didn't always do in the beginning. Okay. Characters kind of take a mind of their own. Yeah, they really do. They they really <laughs> do. Like, and then, you know, and then I'll be trying people sometimes, like I've seen a few reviews where it's like, Oh, it's too much sex. So then like now, sometimes I'll be cognizant and be going through my book and like, how many sex scenes I got already? I'm still not even happy. <laughs> like one, two, three. All right. Maybe this one just need to be a little fleshed out. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Uh, how many unpublished and half finished books do you have? Look, when I saw this question, I was like, bruh. <laughs> so so many. And then I create my own cover, my covers too. Uh-huh. So most of my covers I've created. So like I'll see like a stock photo because I have like the iStock accounts. I have like the Canva accounts where you get like free access to the free stock photos. Right. And so like I'll come across the stock photo and be like, oh, I love this. This story could be X, Y, and Z. I'll make the cover. Ain't never coming back to it. <laughs> and as far as like Starting, I probably have like five or six started mm-hmm. that I haven't gotten to. And then I probably have like 10 covers with ideas that I haven't even started writing. But I've made like 10 or more covers where I have an idea for a book. I just haven't right. written it yet. 
though. So, it's a whole bunch. It's a whole bunch. <laughs> are you going to go back and revisit some of them? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just sometimes some characters speak to you more than others. So you get one, you, you put them on a back burner. And then, like, for instance, with, when we start getting into playing with fire, like, I put some other stories on a back burner, but this ended up being like a whole sibling series. Like, you know, the books themselves are standalones, but it's it's following a few siblings. So that keeps you busy. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't planning to do like a kind of standalone series type of thing. I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to do this book and then I'm going to get back to those books. And then it was like, oh, but no, because this main character, the side character while I was writing this book is speaking to me. And so now I got to do his story or her story. You know what I mean? So. All in time. It's not enough hours in a day. (laughs) Absolutely true. What period of life do you find you write about most often? Um, I try to keep it current, but like I always write a little bit about older characters so I can bring in that 90s, early 2000s feel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially when I reference music. You know, I love to bring in music into my stories because I am a neo-soul. Of course, I'm from Philly. So, you know, neo-soul was created in Philly. So, like, neo-soul. I love my 90s R&B. So, like, I like my books to be set in the periods where, like, my characters can reminisce on, like, those nostalgic moments. But it's still in you know, modern times and they're making fun of some of the stuff. Like they'll make the fun like of a of a rap song. Like, bro, what are they saying? Like I don't understand this mumble rap. Bring me back to not. Bring me back to this. And you know, so I like to bring those, connect those bridges by by music a lot of times in my book. Then the then the roots just throw a concert. You went and check the, that the concert roots picnic out? every year, baby. I have actually I have only been to one a long, long time ago. So I've been in a DMV for 10 years. Um, I moved out of Philly back in 2012, and but I haven't been to like anything really in Philly since then. I go and visit family actually, but I haven't like uh, the city itself is coming up. I'll be seeing all of the blogs and these new restaurants, and I'm like, what? What is this? And then it be in spots that used to be the hood. Like y'all got this whole garden wine restaurant <laughs> in the middle of the woods. This was an abandoned building when I lived there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I actually need to go back and check my city out. Gentrification. Oh, oh, at its finest. At its finest. (laughs) My old hood got a Starbucks on the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, we done. (laughs) Okay. uh, How did you meet or get the attention of your publisher or start your publishing company? So I'm under, so I do solo, I can do indie publishing under myself. All the Eva Cherie is indie published. Some, most of the stuff under Shay Davis is published under Kay Renee um, Publications. Uh, uh-huh. No, she is making big waves in the game right now. She loves to give back. And so it started out as me just being a reader of her, you know, I loved her books. And actually, I had took a break from urban romance and I was just kind of reading like regular romance, like Brenda Johnson's and the Beverly Jenkins and the soft romance. And then one day I was just like, I need I need some little. And so I found Kay Renee. (laughs) And so I literally like ate her catalog up in like a matter of days. And so I went to go follow her Facebook page for her, you know, fans, her readers. And so I wanted to see what was coming next when it's like, when it's story coming out. And so I was following her and I, I think I inboxed and was like, oh, I love your work. Like, you know, I'm letting her know, like, you know, this is the first urban series I read in a while and I'm just obsessed. And so, you know, I like to give people their flowers. 
And then she was very gracious. Thank you so much. You know, and then I saw that she and I started working on my book a while like I was pregnant and then COVID hit and I was really like working on my book. And she had released that she was starting her publication company. I was her second signed author. So I was there from the, you know, inception. Inception Uh, Exactly. So I was her second signed publisher. I would have been her first. But the paralegal in me was like, all right, well, how about these changes in this part of the contract? How about these changes? She'd she probably be like, girl, <laughs> sign this damn thing or not. <laughs> so, so, but it's been amazing. She gives back. She is there. Like, sometimes I will literally call her and we'll just bust it up for an hour, not even talking about books. We'll talk about her kids. Like, her grandson is the same age as my son. And so we'll talk about these crazy five-year-olds. And so <laughs> she's just amazing. She really, she really puts a lot into her authors. So it's been amazing under her. And then it's also amazing that she allows us to do our solo thing if we want. You know what I mean? So it's nice to drop a book here and there and you get those funds are all yours and you ain't really have to split with nobody. You know what I mean? So so having that as an option is always good as well. I think she just had an event down there in the end. Yeah, we was just at the Gem Awards. Yes, and next year it's supposed to be in Houston. It was amazing for the first annual of it. It went so well. It was well put together. The venue came out pretty. It was gorgeous. Everybody came dressed to the nines. It was definitely, it was definitely an event. And I cannot wait till next year. I'm already ready. I got to get into one of them. I was looking at it online, looking at the different pictures and shit. Like this look nice. Look like they're having a blast down there. It, it was so much fun. It was so much fun, and a lot of bloggers was there too, blogging the whole weekend and building content. Like they were walking around because it was a book expo. It was a meet and greet Friday. It was a book expo Saturday morning into the early afternoon, and then the award ceremony uh, ceremony was Saturday night. So it was plenty to do. It was plenty of bloggers around and everything. It was it was just a real good vibe and there was just good energy everybody was loving up on one another and giving everybody their flowers and meeting their readers and their fans it was it was a good vibe definitely that's what's up how do you come up with the material you're writing about so (laughs) you know i'm a little schizophrenic in the head so like i just be having random thoughts so under eva sharia i have this book called held in contempt right and literally the whole book came to me because i was in the shower one day just washing and i was like i want a book to start with objection and i'm like you know trying to hurry up before my thought leaves me i'm trying to hurry up and finish getting the suds off and get to my phone like my fingers is wet and i'm dripping water on my phone and so like this random idea just came to me while I was like, I always tell people that sometimes like when I'm showering, I'm like, cleanse, you cleansing your physical body. But sometimes when that hot water again, you relax your muscles, you cleansing your mind as well. And sure. it can open up the creativity. So a lot of my ideas just come while I'm like showering and cleansing for the day and relaxing. Um, and so, yeah, it just, they just come sometimes. And then, so like this whole book was like, I just want a book to start off with the word objection. <laughs> and then the first line in the book is like objection and I objection. hate motherfucker. so like because it's an attorney and she's like on trial and like the first it's like the co-counsel or the opposing counsel is like objection to whatever she's saying and she turned and rolled her eyes like I hate this motherfucker and like <laughs> and then so and then the whole book just went from there and I wrote that book in like four or five days <laughs> and, and then sometimes like I'll get a slow burn idea and it'll take me a month or two to write it but most of the time, I get them from the real life experiences that I fabricate or exaggerate on. Because like even the 
subjection book like I'm paralegal so it was just like I wanted to do something with like the law you know what I mean I wanted to be in a courtroom and then like my first book babies the stay series I call them stay a little longer and stay forever um it's kind of a fabrication of my husband and I's story you know how we met in Philly we lived separate was in a two-year long distance relationship then I moved here then we broke up for a year but I already you know uprooted my whole life to another state then we got back together then got married and so a lot of the times a lot of my stories is from real life just a little bit exaggerated I got you how do you submit the names of your characters. So I'm like obsessed with like name meanings. Like I don't just want it to be something cute and catchy. I want to be like, what is it? Like, what is the meaning? Like, uh, I think my Azahi, I can't I think it's like strong or warrior or something like that. Like I, I like to pick names that that match the character's personality. Like for instance, in the book Held in Contempt, I was talking about like the the kind of antagonist of the book, his name was like Jeremy Crumb. Like he's a crummy ass dude. And so like his last name was Crumb. And then so, you know, and the or sometimes it don't always be that noticeable, but like I'll pick a name that like is like, you know, if you got a slime ball, like something, <laughs> I'm like Googling men names that like is like, you know, like Judas. You get what I'm saying? Like not at not yeah. a Judas, but just that type of like you can tell just by this name that this person about to, exactly or right. or the main character this name is about to mean strength and powerful or quiet and you mm-hmm. know beautiful and so I'm always googling like name meanings I even have like I think I even have it you know bookmarked on on my two bar <laughs> so that's kind of kind of the process okay what do you owe the real people upon whom you base your characters. So, like, I was a little confused by this question. Like, so, like, what do I owe them as in, like, telling their story? Or, like... Not like, necessarily I- not necessarily telling their story. It could just be the fact that, you know, we partners or we friends and I use your name. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I actually used any of my friends' names yet. Now, I have... In my first book, my god sister, who I grew up with, I don't even call, I just call her my sister, but she's technically my god sister. She read my book and she was like, this Kira character sound like me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, maybe just a little bit. She was like, cause she out here just doing her thing and like with these niggas and just doing shit and keeping them hanging. She a little ratchet. I, she, I, she was like, if you try to say something, I was like, nah, I mean. You know, if you want to take it that way, just a little bit. <laughs> like, girl, this sound like me. <laughs> so, and then, you know, sometimes like my husband, you know, when I first started, he was beta reading for me. So and then mm-hmm. like, he would come back and be like, yo, ain't no nigga saying it like this. Like, re- right. rewrite that. Like, ain't no hood nigga saying this. Like, these things right. were good. And I'm like, excuse me, but your hood ass. And then, and then like, he'll, <laughs> and then like, he'll be like, yo, like, he'll, he'll read like a sex scene. He'd be like, yo, stop stealing my shit for these books. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like the one time he read, or one time he read one of the sex scenes and it wasn't his shit. He said, who shit is that? Yeah. I said, it's make-believe, baby. I <laughs> it's it up. it. <laughs> He's like, that ain't my shit right there. <laughs> like, who said that? <laughs> like, no, that's make I said it's called fiction for a reason. He'd be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> so I owe them just thanks for being their normally crazy comedic selves because you know I have 
you know, a wide variety of friends from the hood, from the suburbs and in between. I have family members who are in the military and, you know, all over. So I thank them for being their genuine selves that I can fabricate. <laughs> That's what I would have done. What, what other writers are you friends with and how do they help you become a better writer? I have so many friends. I'm, you know, the whole K Renee team is amazing. But like, I talk to like author Chanel every day, Kendra Nicole every day, um, by Jay. I talk to K Renee. I love her. She's even though she's my publisher, she's an author that I'm really close friends with. Um, and then I have the like Monica Walters, who is amazing, who I'm, I only, you know, dream to be on her level, how she just stepped out on faith and, you know, is where she at. And so she keeps, she always motivates me, tell me to keep pushing. And then mm -hmm. I have like, you know, I don't personally know Alexandria House, but when I first started out, um, I jumped in her inbox and was like, Hey, can I ask you a question? And each time I jumped in her inbox, she always responded timely. And then like, and then when she sees, like when the marriage contract book hit number one, and you know, I had bugged her so much about stuff, about being in the indie author world. She was like, I feel like a proud mama, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like, I, I love that like these black women are really like positive and supporting me. So like, not only are they like my favorite authors, they're becoming like my favorite, like my support group. And and my support system and so I just love that energy just in general yeah. there's too many yeah. to name though there's way too many names and then I don't want to name too many and then feel like I forgot something and they see you right. some like you ain't name me right, right. <laughs> that's dope though you know y'all stick yeah. together and, and, do, and being each other's crutches mm -hmm. um let's talk about the erotic alias Eva Charade yes why was this pseudonym created? So, so I felt like Shay kind of wrote about Maury the younger love and like the complex love, the, you know, even though it's still positive black love, you know, young, when you're younger and you in your 20s and early 30s, sometimes you have a little bit more dysfunction than when mm -hmm. you do when you're older. And so the Eva Cherie kind of was like grown and sexy. Like all of the couples that I write about most of the time under Eva Cherie, they already know that they love and want to be together. It's always outside forces that come in and try to fuck up their shit. It's never within them <laughs> being in their own head and doing dumb stuff. It's always the outside forces that try to interrupt their love that causes drama. And so I just I just made her for like the grown and sexy. So it's kind of like you know what you're going to get when you read uh -huh. Eva versus when you read in Shay, you can get anything. You can even get grown and sexy under Shay. But like when you're reading Eva, you know you're gonna get that nasty, freaky that, <laughs> that man loves his woman's dirty draws type love. You yes, know what I mean? So. That's what you're gonna get. <laughs> and so that's why that was created, just to add a little bit of separation. I got you. Um do your publisher ever give you grief over anything in particular that they want to be changed or added to the book before publishing, you know, such yeah. as? No, Karen is normally amazing. Her only thing be like, girl, where the book at? Period. Right. <laughs> Not right. what's in the book. Where the book? I'm like, it's coming, girl. It's, it's coming. It's, it's coming. She'd be like, it's coming. Here's your deadline. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> like when we write our series, I don't know if you've seen like she we've done the Wintercrest series. 
and like so it was a wintercrest christmas and like a wintercrest valentine so like each author all of the books were standalone but it was like a whole fictional town that we created and everybody had a venue or you know a setting inside the town Uh, and boy she gave us like a 14 day deadline (laughs) and like a 30,000 word count minimum you know what uh, i mean and so it was like how many days and then we, I, I pushed it out, got the Christmas done. And she's like, I think I'm bringing it back for Valentine's Day. <laughs> like, um, Karen, it is January 2nd. What you mean you bringing it back for Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day is in like 30 days. And she's like, yeah, I need them. She's like, I need books to start coming in by February 4th. It's January 2nd. <laughs> so so she be putting us, she be putting fire under us. Like, yeah. Y'all saw how good Christmas was going. You want to participate? You don't have to. Uh-uh. Let me my bang these keys because I need them page turns. I need them checked, well, I guess. So that's yeah. that's probably the biggest thing is just like getting it done. She don't she let us be ourselves and really put what we want inside those pages. It's just we need to get it to her and get it done. Most definitely. Gotta respect that though. Gotta, gotta. Re- I mean, it's a business. Like she our friend and she our publisher and she really love us, but it's still a business. how does it feel knowing that people reading that people everywhere are reading your words and connecting to your story it's so awesome and so like it's so amazing when i do book events i know i'm gonna run into readers that love me because it's obviously a book event that they paid to go to that they Uh paid for travel so you know you're gonna run into those people it's the readers that you see on a regular everyday basis that like know your work so it, just to give you a little bit of, you know, background, my mom, who still lives in Philly, her condo building, the, the front desk attendant at her condo building actually knew who I was. So my mom was like, oh, I always see her reading. And I'm so mad that I can't remember her name. But my mom was like, I always see her reading. And so I went to go recommend um, your books to her. And then she's like, then I told her and then she showed me her, she t- turned her phone around and showed me her Kindle and she had all your books already in her library. Like, oh my God, that's not your daughter. I love her. And so my mom was so hyped. And then my mom is like probably my number one fan. Sometimes I'd be like, all right, chill mom. Like you, you doing the most. Like you just like, like doing too much. Well, you doing all this just because I'm your daughter. And she like, no. And, and I'm like, all right, but can you bring it down to like a seven? Can we come down to it? My mom don't know how to be nothing but one 10 or higher. <laughs> So, so she was so hype about the front desk attendant, you know, being a fan. So the next time I went to go visit my mom, I had took a book that I was going to give to her and sign to her. And and she literally was like crying when I met her. And I'm like, really? Like, and it made me feel so good. And it's just was like, I love it. So those type of interactions I love, but I also love meeting my readers at book events and taking pictures with them and just meeting them. Because sometimes they don't always buy books. They like, girl, I don't read all your books on Kindle and I don't even have use for paperback. I just want a picture. And I'm like, come on, get this pen, grab this bookmark. Let's take this picture. I'm here to network. So let's let's go. So, yeah. Okay, this is the final question right here. Okay. What does literary success look like to you? I want to be, and I don't want to compare myself to anyone, but of course I want to be on those, 
you know, page turn levels like the Monica Walters, the K. Renee's, the Alexandria Houses, the the Essie Yvonne's. Like, I wanna, I wanna be up there with them. I wanna, <laughs> be, you know. And I've only been doing this for three years, so I know that like I'm gonna make it. And, and but I just wanna be successful. I want my books to be read everywhere i want my books to be read by millions i want them to enjoy these crazy sexy nasty funny stories um because if when you read my books you get a little bit of everything you're going to get a little bit of comedic humor you're going to get the nasty freaky stuff you know you're going to get the black love so i just want everybody to give it a chance and just reach that reach to that level that i'm just like in the stratosphere and then of course everybody want to see their books on the big screen so like one day that's just a dream of mine yeah. um but my my main goal, you know, trying to stay focused is to keep pushing and keep putting out these words, you know, keep typing these words and I'm gonna get there. Just got to stay consistent. Like so far, I've released three books already this year. We're only in June and, you know, I'm working on two more. So I just want to stay consistent to earn my place. I don't want to just I don't want it to just be given to me. I want to earn it. So, yeah. No doubt. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Um. Give your fans and, and the viewers a brief synopsis of Playing With Fire. So Playing With Fire, I actually have the book cover here. Playing With Fire is about Zahi. And he just became a dad, got a baby dropped in his lap. And so he living life. He's a software developer. And so he making money, creating software, security software. And he fall in love with not his baby mom, which then obviously brings in a little bit of drama. There are some twists and turns to this book. So it's definitely a must read. Like you're not going to catch the twist when it come at the end. So, but anyway, you got to check it out. And so he's dealing with life. He's, he's Muslim, but he kind of fell off a little bit. Like his parents raised him to be Muslim, but he kind of fell off, but still feel the calling to, you know, follow his religion, but it's hard. And so he's kind of going through that struggle. And then his, the main female character, India is a little quiet, you know, reserved and experienced. She's like a child prodigy. She like graduated college at like 16. So she's like socially awkward, but very smart and very pretty. And they just, you know, got to do life's, go through life's little ups and downs. And so it's definitely full of ups, downs, twists, turns, freaky, nasty, everything. <laughs> Playing with fire. And before his story, it's his sister's story, Zahi, I mean, I'm sorry, Zane and Orion from When You Love Me. They're complete standalones. You don't have to read them together, but they both make appearances in one another's books. So you got When You Love Me, and then you have, um, and I have that book cover here too to show you what that looked like this is when you love me and so that's Zahi's sister so the pair when you love me playing with fire and both covers are made by me i also do cover art dope so, yeah there you have it y'all check yeah. out and Shay then uh, you can find me on all social medias Shay davis pins I, I tried to do my little sign in the background it ain't really work out but Shay Davis pins on instagram on twitter on tiktok author Shay davis on facebook I'm all over the place. There it is. Before we get out of here, let them know what you got coming up in the future. So right now I'm working on a third sibling in that series. It's called Unveiling Audrey. And she is a older, she's an older woman, 38, going through a divorce, has three kids. And it's the first time being on her own because she went from living with her parents to living with her husband to now being divorced and trying to figure out life on her own. So, and then she meets her sexy neighbor. And she meets him while he's mowing the grass on a hot day, you know, sweat just dripping off the abs. So <laughs> it's going to be a good hot story because, you know, she's she's sexually repressed. She's been with a man and a super religious strict. And so she about to 
her neighbor about to take her on a ride. His name is Elijah. Elijah about to take Audrey on a ride, y'all. <laughs> Give her the time of her life. She she 38, don't even know what it's about to be hitting for. <laughs> so. I'll be on the lookout for that, man. Yes, yes. Hey, we've come to the end of another episode of Our Own Thing. Again, I'd like to thank our guest, Shay Davis, for coming through. Okay. Make sure y'all hit that like and subscribe button. Till next time, let's build one. Thank you.